People hold on to religion because they can't make it any other way in life. Religion is basically a crutch. The only people that cling to religion are those who can't face the real world. People use religion as an escape. People make religion look important because they have failed and are sitting around waiting and praying that one day God, Allah or Yahweh is going to come save them and take all their worries away and that's what religion teaches you. It teaches you faith, belief and symbolism. To overstand the ancient sun symbolism is to overstand the major religions. In the ancient world they used one particular symbol for the sun's journey through the year and it is still a fundamental symbol used by the Babylonian Brotherhood. It symbolized both the Phoenician depictions of Varadhi and was on the shield of her British expression, Britannia. The ancients took the circle of the zodiac which is a Greek word meaning animal circle, and inserted a cross to mark the four seasons. At the center of the cross, they placed the sun. So many of the pre-Christian deities were said to have been born on December 25th because of this symbolism. On December 21st you have the winter solstice when, in the northern hemisphere, the sun is at the lowest point of its power in the annual cycle. The sun, the ancients said, had symbolically died. By December 25th the sun had demonstrably begun its symbolic journey back to the summer and the peak of its power. The ancients, therefore, said that the sun was born on December 25th. The Christian Christmas is merely a renamed pagan festival. The sun enters the astrological sign of Aries the Ram, Symbolic of the ancient Egyptian supreme being Re-Ra or the Lamb, which the ancients used to sacrifice because they believed the Lamb would appease the gods, most notably the Sun God, and ensure abundant harvests. In other words, they believed that the blood of the Lamb would mean that their sins would be forgiven. Jesus was also called the Lamb of God according to John 1.29. In ancient Babylon, Tammuz, the son of Queen Semiramis, was said to have been crucified with a lamb at his feet and placed in a cave. When a rock was rolled away from the cave's entrance three days later, the ancients also symbolized the sun as a baby in December, a youth at Easter, a strapping, immensely strong, man in the summer, an aging man losing his power in the autumn, and an old man by the winter solstice. The modern depiction of old father time is a version of this. This also symbolized the sun as having long golden hair, sun rays, which got shorter as he lost his power in the months of autumn. Now look again at the Old Testament story of Samson, Samson. He was incredibly strong and had long hair, but he lost his power when his hair was cut. The problem started when he entered the house of Delilah, Delilah whose name comes from the word Lilac meaning night, the astrological house of Virgo, the virgin, and has been identified with the Babylonian fertility goddess Ishtar, Astraea, the Roman goddess of justice, Demeter, the Greek goddess of harvest, Roman, Ceres, but they all got it from the Egyptian supreme being Aset Isis the blessed mother of Haru Horus, through which the sun passes as autumn approaches. Summoning his last burst of power, Sam the Sun pushes down the two pillars, which is classic brotherhood symbolism going back at least to ancient Egypt and is still used by the Freemasons today. This is a symbolic story of the Sun's annual cycle. There wasn't any such person as Samson. The name Samson is a combination of two words Sam, which is short for Samuel and Son. Samson is derived from the Hebrew name Shimshon meaning like the Sun. However, to the Orthodox Christian, Jesus is the only begotten Son of God who died so our sins could be forgiven. But you will find exactly the same claims for a stream of gods in the ancient world long before the name of Jesus was even heard of. Indeed, we know his name wasn't Jesus because that's a Greek translation of a Hebrew name Yeshua. The term Son of God would seem to have been adopted at least as far back as the Aryan Gothic king of Cilicia who took the title Son of the Sun God. This was a tradition originated by the pharaohs of Egypt. And according to Genesis 6-2 God had other sons. So, you have a Luciferian's deception where they claimed he is the king of the Jews in their translation on every cross that every Christian looks up to. 
So the Levitical priest or the Leviathanites reinstill the word Jews as a reality, when no such word even existed 2,000 years ago and by declaring him the king of the Jews it belittles the statement king of kings lord of lords 1 Timothy 6.15, Revelation 17.14, Revelation 19.16 and why would that bother the Luciferians so much? Because it establishes in the Bible that there is more than one lord. For Jesus to be Lord of Lords, there must be other Lords that he must be a part of and this brings attention to multiple God worship as opposed to the one God worship that monotheism is supposed to be founded on. It's a biblical confession that they acknowledge the Egyptian way of multiple deities or supreme beings and being every pharaoh after Horus was referred to as a Horus. You would have the Horus of Horus as simply the Lord of Lords as stated in Revelation 17:14. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of Lords, and King of Kings. And they that are with him are called, and chosen, and faithful. That is why every pharaoh was depicted with a falcon, symbol of Horus, on their shoulder, just as Jesus' symbol is the dove bird. You can also find other similarities between the Egyptian that are supreme being Khonsu the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Both are depicted with four wings, two up and two down, as found in Ezekiel 1-6. You also get from this name Horus, Horoscope, Horoscope, or Horus who scopes the stars of the heaven. Horus was known as the rising sun because the sun appears to come up over the horizon. Listen to the phonetics horizon. The word horizon, which is Horus rising from the darkest of dead and a host of others such as hurricane, hour, horology, horology, hurry, horror, etc. Many claim today that Jesus claimed to be of the seed of King David's bloodline, when in fact there is no New Testament proof or confirmation of this. In fact the Bible stated in the book of Matthew 2 2 and I quote, saying, Where is he that is born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. Note that this statement is declaring him the king of the Jews made by the three wise men. So they didn't see him as a god, they saw him as merely a king. It states, where is he that is born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east and have come to worship the Greek word being used for worship is pros kuneo and it means to kiss his hands according to the online Greek lexicon, English. According to the American Heritage Dictionary worship means to honor. However, it comes from the root word pros meaning to stand near up against is to press one's lips against someone or something. Here again he is being declared as king. Nowhere in the Bible will you find Jesus refer to himself as the king of Israel. They don't even have a bloodline for Jesus except through Mary. And they don't give you Mary's bloodline or the name of her relatives. And even though in the Quran of the Muhammad faith, in al-Islam, they attempt to answer this question. They make major mistakes in the Quran by confusing Mary with Miriam Moses' sister and Moses' father Imran as Mary's father. A mistake that an all-knowing God Allah the knowing could not have made. The Bible never gave the bloodline or genealogy of Mary, Jesus' virgin mother. And even if they did, the seed is passed on through men in the three monotheistic religions namely Mosesism, Christism, and Mohammedism, not women in these male chauvinistic religions. These male chauvinistic religions. However, mitochondria DNA, which archaeologists today have traced fossils that goes back 200 to 300,000 years, that they trace back to one woman's gene, called mitochondria. The gene proven to be transferred from the mother to the child, never from the father to the child. Mitochondria is also proven to be the gene that produces nearly all the energy to keep the cell alive. It is not a coincidence that Isis the Egyptian nettered supreme being, the blessed mother of Horus, son of the god Osiris, Pa Netter the Supreme also gave birth through immaculate conception long before the many stories. Also after putting the fourteen parts of her beloved husband Osiris, the heavenly father Pa Netter the Supreme, who was a willing sacrifice for his people, Isis resurrected Osiris, for his last seed and she became pregnant. She fled to Chemis the wilderness, the sacred floating island in the western delta near Budo, 
a site south of Tanis in the Delta, where she gave birth to Horus after nine months of pregnancy and labor and deliverance, a virgin birth. And Horus begot four sons, unlike Jesus as mentioned previously who didn't have any children to pass on his genes or bloodline, which is apparently important because throughout the Christian Bible genealogy was recorded. The four canoptic jars of Egypt represents the four synoptic gospels, Matthew, revealed in 41 AD, Mark, revealed in 65 AD, Luke, revealed in 58 AD, and John, revealed in 98 AD. This is not a coincidence. That is why you must pay close attention while reading or studying the so-called Holy Bible or Quran and read with an open mind and not base it on blind faith or fanatical belief. You can easily get caught under the spell that religion creates. It is like a disease that affects the body and the soul and it's hard to cure with the best medicine of truth. It takes over a person's will and they allow themselves to be controlled, simply hoping for an afterlife of eternal leisure, a sure sign that religion is based on lazy, shiftless people. People who want and hope that when they die they can go to a place and sit back and be treated like kings and queens doing absolutely nothing for eternity. What a sad state of mind to breed and you know what that does here on earth. It produces people who put all their stocks in a future world and none in the present world. It breeds failures. A Luciferian's tactic. So they will keep you blinded in the spell of religions because the day that you wake up and break away from them and see how weak they really are, is the day when you take control of your life and your future. But did Jesus actually exist? Did Moses, Solomon and King David even exist? There is no credible evidence for the existence of any of them outside the biblical texts and they are certainly not credible. The whole Bible and Quran concept as, I have stated numerous times is a hoax that was placed on mortals or humans to be easily enslaved and submit, unknowingly by these evil, disagreeable, malevolent Luciferians. You find all these men in Egypt. The Levites or Israelite priests are the White Brotherhood who arranged for the destruction of ancient Egyptian knowledge and libraries to be burned all over the world and lied and deceived the masses and said they are going to write down the truest story, not our story in their texts but instead, they produced the version they wanted the people to believe, in order to control the masses. They are the human reptilians, known as Luciferians, the father of the malevolent beings. The Luciferians, have left the name Leviathan untranslated in your scriptures so that you will not know who or what it is. In four verses throughout the Bible, in Aramaic, Hebrew, Leviathan translates as Leviathan, Livyathan, meaning sea monster, dragon. From the Aramaic, Hebrew, word lawa, pronounced lava, meaning, to unite, to remain, to join, also to borrow, as a form of obligation, or to lend, abide with borrow, cleave, join. The name Levi, means joined together, attached. It was the third son of Jacob whose name was changed to Israel, Genesis 32-38, the father of the Israelites and Jacobites. The Israelite tribe of Levites are his offspring by his unwanted wife Leah, who he was tricked into marrying. Leah named the child Levi because she thought the bearing of another son would bring her closer to her husband Jacob as found in Genesis 29:34. The tribe of Levi was chosen by Yahuwah the God of Israel to be the priest's tribe. When Levi and Simon, the second and third sons of Jacob, were called to their father's bedside before his death, Jacob reminded them of the trickery they used to revenge the defilement of their sister Dina. As a result they lost their inheritance. Jacob's firstborn Reuben, Genesis 29:32 also lost his inheritance because he committed incest with his father's concubine Bilhah, Genesis 35-22. Therefore, Judah, the fourth son, gained the inheritance as the next in line. Joshua 15-20, Joshua 19-1, Joshua 19-9, Nehemiah 11-20, Jeremiah 3-18, and Jeremiah 12-14. The Leviim, Levi or Lawi in Asherah Syriac, Arabic, are the descendants of the tribe of Levi. The third son of Jacob, 
as was the great teacher Moses and his brother Aaron. 1596-1473 BCE, the descendants of Aaron, the Cohens, were not from the tribe of Levi and were not a part of the Levitical priesthood as was the great teacher Moses. Aaron and his descendants were called the Cohens, Cohen, Khan, Kohn, or Kohanim, the plural, which is the Aramaic, Hebrew, word for priest and in New Wapak it's Wap because they became assistants to the Levite priests. The present-day Jebusites, pale Jews, profess to live according to Levitical law and call their rabbis Kohan, Cohens, after the manner of the Levites. Yet, the Messiah Jesus, of 2,000 years ago, tells us that they are really the synagogues of Satan. Several passages in the scriptures refer to the Jebusites as the devil's seed. In the Bible according to the New Testament, the Greek word diabolos meaning devil, false accuser, and slanderer is referring to the evil reptilian Nakash. And in the Arabic quote of this Bible, the word Iblis is found in the Ashur of Syriac, Arabic, which means rebellious devil, which is referring to the fallen angel who was expelled from the heavens because he rebelled by refusing to bow down to Adam, as Allah commanded him to do, Quran 2.34. The pale Pharisees, Canaanites, were only acting as their father, the evil reptilian, by refusing to recognize Jesus of 2,000 years ago, for who he was, not obeying his words according to, John 8:38. Jesus of 2,000 years ago was telling the Pharisees, Canaanites, that they were not of the seed of the great teacher Abraham, they were the descendants of the servants of the great teacher Abraham. The reason they thought they were of the great teacher Abraham's seed was because after the great teacher Abraham cleansed their forefathers from their leper state, he brought them down from the caves and made them his servants. These clean lepers followed the great teacher Abraham while he sojourned in the land of Canaan, Genesis 12:5. They are the good jinns mentioned in Quran 72-1-2 because they separated themselves from their brethren, the other ten tribes of Canaan, who remained in the caves. Nevertheless, the Jebusites, so-called Jews or Judahites, are not of the tribe of Judah. The tribe of Judah was undeniably Negroids. These German, Yiddish-speaking Jews are the real devils. This is why the Messiah Jesus of 2,000 years ago, who they refused to accept, called them Satan in the flesh, Revelation 2.9. This is a group from them today. They can be anyone, it's not a race thing. Jews today are not the Judaic faith or people of the Bible, but a tribe of the Canaanites.